Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Soul Focused Radio. This is your host, Martin Friedman. I am flying solo today, and I am excited to be here to continue the conversation that I started with you about a month or so ago around the healing that my mother and I have gone through. And today, we're going to talk about it through the lens of the spiritual benefits of forgiveness. And I'm excited to share my thoughts with you and a continuation of our story. Uh, we have a lot of, of new and exciting things coming up here on Soul Focus Radio. Um, my hosts, my co-hosts will be back. We're going to have some special, very special guests and, and some different topics and super excited. And uh, I'm ready to, uh, to continue this conversation around the healing process that my mother and I are going through. At the Soul Focus Group, we're probably one of the first organizations in the social justice movement to find ourselves moving away from fighting against racism to creating human solidarity. What we found is that we could fight 24 hours, 48 hours, or all our lives, and after fighting all this time, we have nothing to show for it. It's because we haven't created anything for ourselves. At the Soul Focus Group, we are one of the few organizations who have moved from fighting against racism to creating an alternative to racism. And we invite you to join us. Let's stop fighting and start creating the outcome we really want to experience. So when I was thinking about this podcast and how I wanted to talk to you all about what's going on with my mom and I, I was thinking about what are the spiritual benefits of forgiveness? You know, I love that phrase. Um, you know, certainly the emotional benefits have been something that I've thought a lot about, but you know, when I think about spiritual benefits of anything, I think about what makes me feel lighter, what makes me feel more joyous, what's uplifting, what connects me more to my infinite being, to my soul. That's what I think of anything that's a spiritual benefit takes me to that place. And whereas a lot of the time we spend our time in sort of the, what they say, like the little eye, you know, the, the, just our human self, our flesh self, our ego self. And so when I think about spiritual benefits of anything, that's what I think about. I think about the spiritual benefits, uh, connecting more to my authentic self, more to my soul, more f- to my infinite beingness. And so, and I, and I'll, I'll say too that it's allowed me to, connect to other people's spirit more too. So I would say about somewhere around between 10 and 15 years ago, um, I was really struggling, you know, with my family, with many areas of my life. And, you know, I was searching like many of us, I was searching for like spiritual guidance and, you know, I would listen to a lot of, of spiritual teachers. It was, it was long enough ago, probably even more than 15 years ago. Cause I remember I had a, what they call disc man, right? I would listen on, on discs, uh, while I walked, I had a disc player, portable disc player, and I would listen to these spiritual teachers. And, um, somebody turned me on to Jack Cornfield, who does this, uh, meditation, forgiveness meditation. And it's three parts. Um, you forgive yourself, uh, for things that you've done to you, to other people, you forgive yourself for things you've done to yourself and you forgive yourself. You forgive other people for what they've done to you. Those are the three parts. And, um, I found it very powerful and I found it, it really started to shift my relationship with my family. And I like that the two of the three parts were really about focusing on me 
And also the other thing I really liked about it is that you never had to talk to anybody. You never had to say, I forgive you. This was a, a forgiveness practice that was a spiritual practice. It was about freeing up that energy that's being used to hold on to grudges. So the concept of forgiveness has been one that's been very much a part of my healing. And I remember being with my mother not too too long after that, maybe three to five years. And she was visiting me when I was living in Seattle. She was there with my niece. And I started talking to her about it, you know, that I was going through this process of forgiveness. I was also learning a lot about generational trauma. And I know my family went through a lot of generational trauma as Eastern and Central European Jews from the, in the 1800s, early 1900s. I know all my ancestors, you know, suffered for being Jewish. So a big reason why they came to the United States. There were certainly other reasons, but that was really one of the biggest reasons. So I would think a lot about the generational trauma, and that really also helped me in my forgiveness practice. Um, so I shared this with my mom. We were riding, you know, driving all over. We went to Mount Rainier, and we went to the ocean. We had a lot of time in the car to talk, and my my niece would sometimes participate, and sometimes she just kind of she loved to read and just sort of be in her own world. So my mom and I had these deep conversations, and I, you know, I told her I'd gone through a forgiveness process around her and my family, and and that it was really helping me a lot. And I remember her saying, you know, thinking about that because I presented to her, like, you know, her father did some really horrible things to her, both her parents, but her father really, really was a mess and, and was pretty horrible. And I remember saying to her that I've had to learn to forgive him too and forgive his father and his mother and my grandmother and, you know, all this whole line, because I've had to see like all the oppression and the trauma that they came out of that was unhealed. And she said, you know, she would think about it, but it was hard for her to imagine forgiving, you know, her 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 ancestors because both her parents were had passed on at that point and uh, i remember she called me about two or three months later and she said that um she had decided that she had thought a lot about what i said and she appreciated you know my forgiveness towards her but she said she made the decision that she just didn't want to forgive her father she just decided that that wasn't where she was at in her life and i accepted it you know i really did because i know it was a long process for me and you know I, part of forgiveness and part of the spiritual benefits of forgiveness for me is accepting people where they are and not trying to change them. That's a huge part of the way I'm learning to live my life. So fast forward to where I'm at now, like I shared with you all, um, that now my, my mother and I are in a much better relationship in this last year when she's been hospitalized three times and had to go to the rehab three times. And I've really been there for her. You know, my brother and sister have been there for her as they've been able to, but I've, I've been able to, because of my life and my job and everything, I've been able to go there a lot and spend time with her in the hospital and in the rehab and, uh, you know, weeks at a time. And, you know, she's really come to like see me in a different light. And a huge part of that is because of the forgiveness process that I've gone through with her. And actually, and I've made amends to her too. So she's had, she's had to forgive me because I did a lot of foul things as a teenager. So she's definitely had to forgive me to be able to see me in this light and for her and I to be like a team and to be able to work together, which is a, you know, there's multiple kinds of benefits for forgiveness. There's certainly emotional benefits, spiritual as, as I've talked about and we'll talk about more. And then there's also, you know, the physical benefits of, of forgiveness, which is where you can be in the same room together. You know, I, I, I may have mentioned this before, but I used to have like a 24 or 48 hour rule with my family that I would not want to be with them for more than 24 or 48 hours. And obviously, you know, I'm, I'm with my mom in a very intense and, and really intimate way 
when she's in these hospital rooms and these rehab rooms, you know, for days and, you know, weeks, you know, not every, not all the time, but, but, you know, staying there with her for weeks, coming to see her for weeks, being close, being in the same city as her, you know, so, so we're at a place where she's starting to share new things with me that she's never shared before. These things are freeing up my spirit, which is why I say there's a spiritual benefit to forgiveness because we would not be in this place if it were not for forgiveness. And she's starting to share things with me. She shared that that her and my father used to argue all the time uh, about money when we were kids, and I never knew it. I never thought my parents argued, like hardly ever, because I never saw it. Um, but the fact was they were arguing a lot. I know I picked up that energy being the quote unquote, the sensitive one. And I was really sensitive. So I know I was picking up that energy and that was, that was really helpful for me to hear. And then um, just last week, I wasn't, I wasn't in Cleveland with her, but uh, just last week, you know, we were talking about something. And as I mentioned in a previous podcast, you know, her and I were both reading the the power of now by Eckhart Tolle together. And so a lot of that is like just changing the way that that I look at the world and that she looks at the world and to not see everything through such negative lens, through such a negative lens. And that's been her story and it's been my story. And so we were having a conversation around that last week. And she said to me, she said, you know, I didn't know what to say to you all when you were kids and things were going bad, or things were challenging, or you were upset. She said, I didn't know that you were supposed to say, everything's going to be okay, or everything's going to be all right. And she said that was the case because nobody ever said that to her. And also, she didn't believe it. Um, And she didn't want to tell us something she didn't believe, and she had no modeling of, of doing that. And it really hit me because, you know, the people that are closest to me in my life, they've often said, you know, I love you, but, or I love you and you're really negative and you don't seem to believe that everything's going to be okay or everything's going to work out. And it's true. I don't. And some of that is cultural from being, you know, Ashkenazi Jewish, this idea of kinahora, which means that basically the evil eye and, you know, as soon as everything is going good, something horrible is going to happen. Like the other shoe is going to drop. And this is something that, that gets passed down to us, which is to me, like that's a spiritual blocker. Like that's something that has blocked my energy of, of being successful and, and getting everything I want, being joyous, being happy, being optimistic, uh, being emotionally stable. And it just really hit me that there's like a reason for it. And and I'm I didn't get mad at my mom. Like I said, I'm I'm in a I'm in a perpetual state of forgiveness with my mom now. Like for real, because she's allowed me to really look and see what her life has been like. So this wasn't anything that made me mad. Actually it was I saw it as a gift and I accepted it as a gift. And um, you know, to build on that, which again, this is the gift to me. This is the uh, the, the the spiritual gift or the spiritual benefit. You know, I'm I'm currently in therapy, and the therapy is focusing on addiction, healing from addiction, and and uh, inner child work. And I told my my therapist this, and you know, she was asking me, well, you know, how did your parents approach like you and your life? And I remember, like my dad, you know, my dad and my mom, they had good lives in many ways, but they didn't really live the life they really wanted to live. They made a lot of sacrifices, and of course, that was true of my grandparents' generation, and I know of my great grandparents, and on and on. And the truth was, nobody was really like working at a job that made them happy. Nobody really was happy. And if they were maybe in a job they liked, they weren't happy in other areas of their life. 
most of them were miserable in their relationships and only stayed together because, you know, it was against tradition or against religion to get divorced. You know, my great grandparents, uh, my dad's grandparents on his father's side didn't speak to each other for the last 30 years of their lives because they had gone through so much trauma and hated each other so much, but they didn't get divorced. They still lived together and didn't speak to, speak to each other. I had a great uncle who used to just disappear from his family for weeks at a time, wasn't going to get divorced, but you know, he was, he was, uh, he was miserable and, you know, it just being happy, like just wasn't a thing. And, um, I remember, you know, both my mother and my father, but especially my father being jealous of some of what I was able to do, being proud of me, but also being jealous of some of the way I was able to earn a living, the college I was able to go to, which was coordinated study and, and alternative. And he would have loved it, but he didn't never had that opportunity. And my therapist asked me, she said, do you think that you will betray your family if you're happy and successful? Um, if you're emotionally stable, um, if you're getting what you want out of life, if you're happy in your work. And I, and I thought about it and it, it actually, I didn't just think about it. It hit me, just it hit me in my body because it's exactly how I feel. I feel 100%. I have felt in my life 100% that I will betray my family and betray my ancestors if I'm successful, if I'm happy, if I'm living my life in a way that brings me joy. Like joy is betrayal. And then I also realized that I re repeated that. There was a lot of repetition of that in my relationships, and I attracted a lot of people to me, especially in the organizing space where I wasn't allowed to be successful. I wasn't allowed to be successful because like, I was a white guy doing anti-racist work or various other things, but I wasn't allowed to make money off of what I was doing. I wasn't allowed to be happy. This is how I felt. I should just say, this is how I felt all the time. I felt like the word accountability was used in a way to say, you have to limit yourself. You can't be happy, can't be joyous, can't be emotionally stable can't be in a place of healing from your trauma. You certainly, I certainly never felt like I could take time and energy to do that. Those are spiritual blockers for me that blocked my spiritual growth. And I'm not blaming it on anyone else because I attracted these relationships and it makes sense to me now. But it was such a gift that my mother gave me by telling me that because it allowed me to see these patterns and it allowed me to see that I have come to believe that my success and my happiness and my emotional stability and my spiritual growth will be seen as a betrayal to people that I love and care about and who love and care about me. And so for me, in, the, in this past week, I've been journaling on this, I've been meditating on it, and I've realized that I have to be in a state of forgiveness for something new. <laughs> and that new thing is I have to be in forgiveness of my ancestors when they were here on earth not wanting me to be successful. And when we come back in just a moment, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what that process is looking like for me as I continue to talk about the spiritual benefits of forgiveness. When you come to the Soul Focus Group, you come to an acknowledgement that there has been injuries done to us from all these different forms of oppression. Injuries that have impacted our subconscious mind, our heart, our spirit, our very soul. So at the Soul Focus Group, we recognize that and we focus on healing. Healing, the return or the recovery of our connections to our healthy self, our beautiful thinking mind. We want you to come join us in a movement of healing all around the world 
to restore us back to our rightful state. At the Soul Focus Group, we heal. So, as I was saying, the process that I'm in now through meditation, through journaling, um, through shifting the focus of my energy is to forgive my ancestors um, and those that are still living, family, friends, colleagues, um, you know, mostly people that I don't really talk to very much anymore. Um, one of the great things about my life is that I have surrounded myself with the closest people in my life who actually want me to be successful and I, I believe won't feel betrayed. By success. And when I say success, I'm not talking about just financial success, but I'm talking about all kinds, including financial, but I'm talking about like emotional success, like, you know, healing, um, spiritual, uh, physical, all of that. And the people in my life are very vocal about wanting me to be successful. And I still do have some lingering feelings like, oh, well, you know, will this disrupt my relationships if I'm doing well? Like, doing well is not a thing that I was ever conditioned to want to do because doing well was something I was never conditioned to expect that would ever happen in my life. It just, it just wasn't. So the process I'm in now, which is a process of forgiveness, but now it's a process of forgiveness on a more spiritual plane. So now I'm really trying to connect to my ancestors' spirits. And this is just the way I look at it. I'm not asking anybody. This is not a religious belief or anything. But I believe that we are infinite beings having a human experience, that we have souls and spirits before we're born, and we have souls and spirits after we die in these human forms on this earth at this time. And so I've really been trying to connect to my ancestors who probably would have felt a sense of betrayal for me living life the way I'm living it right now while they were here. But I'm speaking to them in a spiritual place. I'm trying to find their souls and my soul to find their souls. And my sense is is that on a soul level, they very much want me to have what they didn't have. And that's really helping free me up. That on a spiritual level, I'm forgiving them from the restrictions that I felt, the contraction of life where you couldn't be expansive, that I felt generationally passed down from them. And I'm in a process of forgiveness around that on a spiritual level. And I'm reaching out to their spirits and I'm saying like, on a spiritual level, aren't you happy that I'm happy? Aren't you happy that I'm able to experience things that you never could? Isn't that why you had children and children and children's children? Isn't that why? So that we could live a better life, not just financially, but so that we could live a life that had a, a level of, of spiritual elevation, a level of expansion. You know, when I think about my ancestors, they lived, they lived very contracted lives. Their lives were limited to just really, in many ways, trying to survive in many different ways, you know, financially survive, but also trying to survive just like emotionally and trying to, try to, for many of them, trying to survive in places where they were hated just for their identity, just for being Jewish, trying to survive when they came over here. Like, serve, you know, that's my, de my descendancy is people that had contracted lives just because they were trying to survive. And so, the forgiveness practice that I'm in right now is to free myself of any, you know, bondage that I might feel, the indebtedness that I have to stay contracted to honor their contractedness. Like that's that's really to me what the main spiritual benefit of forgiveness is, is that I forgive them 
And in a sense, I ask them to forgive me and I forgive myself for not staying contracted and not limiting myself because they were limited. And that's some way I feel like my limiting myself honors their being limited. And really, to be honest, it spreads out past just my family and my ancestors. But I know so many people in this world are suffering right now. And so many people in this world have limited and contracted lives. And there's a part of me, I was raised with a lot of guilt, but there's a part of me that also feels like I have to stay small. I can't be expansive while other people are suffering. And that is that is not the way the spirit, the spiritual world, spiritual world works as I understand it. That actually the best thing that I can do is live as spiritual and as expansive a life as possible. If nothing else, just to just to say that anybody that has experienced anything similar to me can also do the same thing. You know, I'm not saying, oh, if I just change one person's life, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I feel like I have lived, I have been an example of not living up to my potential. And that's not a healthy example for me to put out in the world. It's not healthy energy. And I've done it because I have some sense of obligation that really is not healthy. It's actually really sick, this sick sense of obligation that I can't be okay when other people are suffering. So for me, the path to, you know, the spiritual path of forgiveness, the spiritual benefits of forgiveness is that it it opens us up to reconnect with our authentic self, with our spirit and our soul. And that allows us to connect and be open with other people on a different level. And I see that happening with my mother. My mother and I are able to interact on a spiritual level we never did before. She has a she has a level of trust in me she never did before. I trust her in ways I never did before. And so the openness that's come from the forgiveness process is is having benefits for both of us. And we're in a place that neither of us ever thought we would be. And I'm in a place in my life, just about to turn 60 years old, that I never thought I would be. I've said this before on this podcast, but I spent a lot of my life not wanting to be alive and overtly trying to kill myself, but also very passively trying to kill myself through through you know weight-induced health issues. And I think that part of that contraction for me was that feeling that as soon as I embraced being alive, something horrible would happen to me, like I would die. And so over these last like five, seven to 10 years of, of the processes I've been working, you know, a lot of different processes, but all of it culminating in the work that, you know, the spiritual side of the work that we do at Soul Focus Group, I don't feel that way anymore. I actually am really embracing being alive. And I know that would never have happened if I had not gone through a forgiveness process. Just embracing that I chose to be here, that my spirit chose to be here. You know, that's a huge, huge benefit of the forgiveness process that I've gone through. So have you ever heard of a term called groundwater? Groundwater is another word we use at the Soul Focus Group that means subconscious programming. From the ages of zero to seven, we are subconsciously programmed. So much information and choices and decisions are downloaded into our subconscious mind. And we begin to start living that life. And even though that life we're living is not the life we chose for ourselves. And it's not until we understand the impact of the groundwater, what the groundwater really is, 
that we begin to wake up to our own lives and begin to choose what we want for ourselves. At the Soul Focus Group, we bring you to that consciousness so that you can begin to choose the life you want to live for yourself. Thank you all for listening to my story. As I was talking, I, I, I felt this very, very strong connection uh, to myself and to all of you. And I trust in myself to be able to share what I'm sharing on this level. And I appreciate the feedback that I've gotten. Um, I've gotten really tremendous feedback on, you know, the vulnerable sharing in my story and all the stories that we have. And it's, you know, certainly going to be all of us that are going to be sharing in different ways moving forward. And we're going to share different spiritual concepts with you all. And in many different ways coming up, we have a new series called A New Mind, which is going to be premiering in a week or two uh, with a very special guest that we'll tell you more about soon. And it's just an opportunity to learn about, you know, different spiritual perspectives uh, in the world and that continue to build on. Uh, we continue to build on at the Soul Focus Group because, as you know, um, we're Soul Focus Group is all about combining spiritual consciousness with social consciousness, spiritual awareness and social awareness. And uh, you know that because you're here with us. Uh, we thank you. Uh, we're so happy that you're here with us. We love you. We care about you. We're glad to have you on the journey with us. This is a journey to expansiveness, a journey to openness, uh, a journey to towards spiritual benefits. And uh, we will ask you, as we always do, to go to soulfocusgroup.com, check out everything we're doing, subscribe and like us. And also, please stay safe, stay well, and most of all, stay soul focused.